At KeyBank, we understand what you need to run a middle market company. We bring a team of strategists and problem solvers to design and deliver solutions critical to your business's success. KeyBank offers industry expertise, investment banking and capital markets, payment automation, loans and lines of credit, plus equipment financing. Connect with your local KeyBank team. Learn more at key.com slash commercial. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Well, hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. GM, GM. How you doing? We all made it to Austin, right? Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. My first time. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. All right. Very well, cool. Um, should we just... Go around and introduce, introduce ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to start? Uh, I guess I will let ladies first. Oh, okay, sure. So, hi, my name is Amanda Terry. I'm co founder and chief operating officer of a company called MetaGood. MetaGood is uh, the company that launched the historic NFT collection on chain Monkey. Uh, it was a free mint back September 2021. Initially, we were the first 10,000 profile pick collection all on chain in a single Ethereum transaction. Uh, Ethereum transaction. Then we made history again um, earlier, uh, just you know, a month ago, as the first 10,000 collection. We used that on chain generative art and uh, inscribed all of them on Bitcoin. So everyone who is a holder of an on chain monkey in ETH today will also get their ordinal version, which people are very excited about. Um, you know, we've created a lot of wealth for our community. Um, and, you know, really, we believe that kind of like on chain monkey is your passport to a wealthy digital nation. And we define wealth as, you know, people want to invest for financial reasons. Um, we do a lot of social connectivity across, you know, IRL events and, you know, things we do in Discord. So, strengthening uh, bonds in our community. Um, and we've also done a lot of impact, both, you know, we've created a DAO so we can empower our community to do real world good. Um, also as a company, we've done a lot of real, real world good. We were named Fast Company's 20 Best World Changing Ideas for Impact Investing. And INATBA's five finalists for most exciting blockchain project for social innovation. So yeah, it's a little bit about us. Cool. <laughs> that would be cool to know more about all this DAO things too, though. Yeah, for sure. Now. Yeah, and all the social good stuff from my standpoint. So um, I'm Gretchen Fox Palmer. I'm the chief of marketing and culture officer at Icon, A-I-K-O-N. And we are the market leaders in self-sovereign decentralized identity. Um, my purview is really values-based marketing. We're at this inflection point of growth and just really working to grow ethically and sustainably. So that's what I focus on. One of my big projects this year is to create an ethical consortium for Web3 that is going to be a collective collaborative effort. And mm. I'm excited to talk about that because I'm trying to find other people who also want to build an ethical Web3. I think we have a chance to do stuff right in a mm -hmm. lot of ways that has not been done in the past. And then um, I joined Icon. I uh, was a founding uh, marketer at the company and then uh, just recently came back. And I've chosen to be with them again because they are so ethical and values-based and really believe in hard coding and values and so that is 
the type of stuff I love to talk about. So I love the work you're doing in social good and, um, you know, looking forward to diving in with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. My name is uh, Eddie Crisi. Um, I'm coming more from like a media background. So since 2014, I've been working with uh, Queen Telegraph and then organizing like uh, conferences with them called Block Show. Uh, we were kind of doing really good until COVID came. Yeah. Uh, then we paused. And since 2022, I'm uh, very much into building my own platform, a Web3 event platform for events. So we are really big believers that, you know, if we kind of manage to build a platform that is really usable by masses, uh, we can really bring a lot of people into Web3 and just change the way we interact with communities and uh, attendees as a whole, offline and online. So that's what we do. Um, yeah. I, I think one thing that you said that is a, a key topic, right, is the bringing more people into Web3, the mass adoption piece. Um, it's one of my big kind of speaking points right now, just about how much people are being slow to come on to blockchain from like, it's like so many technical people and what we need to do for everybody. I mean, one of the big things that, or ID, one of our products solves is easy onboarding. So people can use a a login that they're familiar with, like Facebook, Google, stuff like that. So they don't have to create a wallet. Mm -hmm. um, I have a woman that's working with me now and trying to get her head around it. And I was like, please go to CryptoKitties right now. <laughs> and she, you know, goes on. I'm like, I want you to sign up, you know? So I hear her just going, seed phrase, download, <laughs> Google Chrome, MetaMask, you know, going through all right. these yeah. steps. I was like, right. So you see how complicated this is. And she's like, if I weren't being asked to do this, I would stop doing this right now because right. I don't yeah, care sure. enough to do it. And I'm like, that is one of our biggest challenges. So, you know, we're definitely trying to solve the mass adoption problem. And I know you're in the event space, so you have to make it easy for everybody. And you ha have been able to grow a lot of community. I'm curious kind of what your thoughts are on mass adoption um, in Web3. I can start if you, if you don't mind. Um, and I would like to ask a question as you both work with communities, right? And with uh, solving the onboarding problem, do you find that conflict between really serving for the Web3 community with their, you know, like ask and for the masses because they have totally different, you know, like behavior uh, habits and all that kind of stuff. So this conflict is really like hard to solve. So the stuff we do, the stuff we build, we come to Web3 and they say, hey, you're just doing the same. You don't need Web3 for that. And then we come to Web2 and they're like, why do we need Web3 at all? It's like NFTs, all these things. So it's a really big conflict there, you know? I have a lot, but I'd love to well, hear what you think, say, Amanda. I mean, <clears throat> we founded the company in May 2021. It's funny you mentioned CryptoKitties because my other co-founder is Bill Tai, who is a seed investor in Dapper Labs. And when he was investing, he told Roam, I'll invest, but you need to create a CryptoKitty that is looks like a turtle cat. We're going to get Hanu Kitty. We're going to auction it at the Necker Blockchain Summit. I think they raised about 50 grand. We're going to donate all the proceeds to Captain Paul Watson to part a boat off the coast of Antigua to protect a turtle nesting area. And oh. that was really the first NFT for ocean conservation. So then, you know, fast forward 2021, 
three years later, we're like, how do we do that? That's really like the core of MetaGood and Onchain Monkey is how do you take that? But instead of one NFT, how do you create collections that scale, bring communities together to be able to create wealth, right? That's very important in the NFT space, but also do real world good. So it's just funny you mentioned CryptoKitties. To answer your question about onboarding marketing, I mean, we are right now an 18 person team and we're very limited, you know, in our resources for marketing. And so, you know, our, right now our audience is Web3 people. It's pretty much people that have MetaMask wallets or actively trained NFTs. As much as I'd like to say, you know, for us, you know, most of our communities are already in Discord and Twitter. Um, you know, when we're thinking about other resources, like, okay, maybe we should have a Telegram channel as well. Maybe we should do a newsletter for investors who may not 24-7 be in Twitter and Discord. But, you know, we don't at least now have the bandwidth to try to also, like, educate people that have never tried to do NFT. So that's not what, that's not the focus for us, just given our yep. limited resources. We have so much going on just for our existing holders. Yep. But that's why we love, like— you know, partnering with companies yep. that have the capability and that's their real thing is to onboard the masses, right? And then yep. once they're kind of in, then we want to be like, all right, this is what you can do with Onchain Monkey. But we, we have to we have to focus as a company. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, you know, as marketers, I have to always be communicating like we do not have unlimited budget. We do have to focus. So I think I do have the answer for your question, though, because the ID product, which is our flagship product, combines both. It has the easy onboarding piece. We say the future is familiar, where people can use Facebook, login, um, email, stuff like that, that they're comfortable with. And we create the wallet on the back end so that we're, um, you know, hiding the complexity. But it is a self-sovereign decentralized identity. So they're getting the benefit of, that agency and autonomy and being able to own their assets and their identity. For example, use Facebook to log in. However, Facebook cannot track you anymore because you've logged into our identity system. And so then whatever your user behavior, whatever you're doing, and it works cross chain and, um, you know, in lots of different apps. So you can do whatever you want on all those apps and Facebook isn't getting that user behavior back to them for them to sell for profit. So, you know, there are, um, I think we're the only ones that are really in this exact sweet spot, but that's how we're giving the benefit of Web3 with the easy ease of Web2. You know, I would act as a bad guy here. Uh, mm -hmm. Usually I'm on the other side because I'm a startup, <laughs> but, you know, um, the, 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 I, I got what you say and I fully agree with that. You know, we, we built a pretty similar thing with onboarding and everything, but a question that we always have and uh, are asked by investors and everybody's like, why do a regular person who doesn't know what self-sovereign identity is, NFT is, or he doesn't need them, why does he actually need this onboarding, right? Because what's the case? Like, if he really wants that, he would get MetaMask, Trust Wallet, whatever, and, you know, go through that process by himself, right? So Or her. Or her. Or her. Yeah, of, course. <laughs> of course, sorry. That, just, yeah, I speak, by my, I speak for myself. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, that's really well, a question. And then it goes back to what Amanda was saying and then the, the education that is required for everybody else. And that is something that we're taking on from a marketing perspective is helping people understand because I do think that when people understand that their identity and all their data is being sold for profit and it doesn't have to be that they could have the privacy and the, and still be able to do the things they want to do on the internet. 
without giving that away, I think that that will be a title change. Um, Gartner just listed decentralized identity as this one of the top technologies that, you know, will be adopted in the future. So I, I think decentralized identity will catch on. I think we're early. And to your point, I don't think people really understand the value unless you're in this space. And, you know, the people that are aligned with the ethos of decentralized really care about it a whole lot. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. True. Well, do we want to talk about the community work that both of you have done? Because it seems like that I has been a focus sure. for both of you. That would be interesting. Um, but, you know, I, I'm mainly into event communities, so it's a bit different. Uh, for me personally, our clients are DAO communities as well. So I would mm. love to talk about this. Yeah. And uh, you have big experience with that, with your uh, NFT collection, right? And you have your own DAO and you said you already have, as I understand, SAP DAOs that are kind of investing in different stuff around, right? So well, yeah. So it would what, be great to know more yeah, about so that. So Onchain Monkey launched, a, it's called Onchain Monkey DAO. Um, and after we hit 10,000 ETH and trading revenues, we decided to give 50% of our um, both our public mint of Karma, which was our um, you know, collection that we launched in June, and secondary trainer, so roughly 2,000 ETH into a DAO. It's you know fully decentralized, autonomous organization. Um, we're in season two of it. Season one, we had a small grants committee. I think 17 people applied for four slots for our small grants, and we had one MetaGood rep, our, our legal, just to kind of make sure everything was operating well. Um, and yeah, the, the first season was about OCM brand and community building, and it was incredible. Um, we had over 111 uh, props. We actually used Nouns DAO infrastructure to kind of track everything. And we had people starting businesses like NFT canvases, like token gated, you get a printout, beautiful, high quality printout of your NFTs to um, there was a couple gentlemen in Brazil who for one ETH literally rehabilitated a skate park in Brazil that was unusable. And if you look from a drone top down, it looks like an on-chain monkey head. And they did it like a Brazilian rap competition there. Um, That's we, cool. Yeah, we had another gentleman out of Argentina who's super creative and he used some of the funding to create OCM theme songs and he put them on Spotify. So now we use them for all of our Twitter spaces. So just like really creative stuff that people came up with. Um, we just kicked off season two. We actually hired our first, he's a contractor, but he works for the Dow. So he's not, you know, met a good employee. Um, and he is helping, you know, basically onboard new projects and, and follow up with projects. And season two's theme is building the bananas economy. <laughs> so because we're on chain monkey, we actually also launched a fungible token called bananas. So if you're a holder and you connect your wallet, you earn bananas by being active in our Twitter and discord. So it's a way of like rewarding our community for helping to market for us. So cute um, too. Yeah, it's, it's fun. And actually a million bananas have been mined. There's a banana cooldown timer. So depending on how many monkeys you have, you can earn like one every six hours, one every eight hours. Um, and we've created a whole economy around these bananas. So people um, use them to buy merch. People use them to you know, banana auction for, to attend IRL events. Um, people play, actually the, the number one use case is like people use it for uh, poker ante. And we've had some awesome poker tournaments with like Charlie Lee and Owen Wilson and Woody Harrelson, who are all investors. Um, and so this season is about goods and services that our community are going to offer for bananas. So there's a lot of stuff that's already been like uh, submitted that is really cool and exciting. Sounds just, so established yeah, and cool. Really. Creating more utility for those bananas that will eventually go on chain, kind of think ApeCoin in the future, but right now off chain. Yeah, so yeah. Addy, you and I were talking to a very skeptical reporter right before we did. Yeah, this <laughs> and 
I, you know, he was basically saying that there are no good blockchain companies. And that, and, and you know, a lot of reporters feel that Wait, way. Who, I'm curious who that, you'll have to tell me after I'll the podcast, because I need to follow up with that person. I'll tell you after. Right. Us. <laughs> and really <clears throat> see the conflate, see the conflation of like bad, toxic, bad actors in crypto, you know, who get a lot of the headlines. And also, let's just say real quick, a lot of people get in the bad headlines um, actually aren't in crypto. They're working in centralized spaces. So, you know. But um, yeah, I'd love to know your thoughts on there are no good, healthy, positive, social impact, you know, important projects. I Didn't you think like, oh, wow, none? <laughs> um, I, can, I can start. So, I mean, I guess it's pretty obvious there is bad and good everywhere. So, um, I mean, if we dive deeper into that, of course, you can be always skeptical, especially in the current marketing conditions, right? With the yeah. latest, uh, uh, you know, and everything happening with uh, uh, Circle and USDC and all of this stuff. But, you know, I mean, um, of course, if we look into the history, right? And um, yeah, the, the majority of projects that kind of raise funds or I don't know, claim they will do something, right? Of course they fail or they kind of, uh, you know, don't find the market fit. And you can, I mean, you can call it a scam. You can call it whatever you want. Fraud. Theft. Fraud, yeah. yeah. And some of some of it really is. But, you know, I'm more like pessimistically optimistic in, the, in this point. I mean, I, um, I'm pessimistic, right? So I look at things and I question things and all that. But I always think for, for the better. So that's what I hope for. So to me, yeah, the majority of projects is really like kind of a will 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 fail, but there is a but that's the same with tech in general yeah, and software I mean, in general, right? And apps in general, it's just like, a general thing, right? It's and, a business. Yeah. It's actually most small businesses fail. Like yeah, 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 more than fifty percent for sure. So I mean. Yes, it's just your psychology thing. If, if you can look at it like, okay, everything is going going to just, you know, nothing. Or you can think like, okay, I mean, at least 50% is there. So, <laughs> but you're on the, right now you're speaking on the like, who makes it, who doesn't make it yeah. versus are there projects in decentralized, in the decentralized like landscape that are good, important, values-based ethical projects. Right. So, I, I mean, I mentioned kind of our founding story with, you know, Hanu Kitty and being the first NFT for ocean conservation and how that inspired us to create this company. And, and really our mission is to, you know, create wealth for our community and empower that community to do real world good. Right. And so, um, you know, our values, we started from day one, our rise. And if you go into our Twitter Discord, people are always typing exclamation point R-I-S-E, which stand for respect, treat everyone with respect integrity, have the highest ethical standards, sustainability, we build for the future, <clears throat> and enrichment, create wealth so that our community can do good in the world. And so, um, as I mentioned, you know, we won the Fast Company's 20 Best World Change Ideas for Impact Investing and the INTB Award for Social Innovation because we've, you know, we've created a ton of wealth for our community. I mean, I think even before we launched the Ordinals Collection, we um, created over 25 million in profits, for our community. Wow. So we've created a lot That's of wealth. Substantial. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then we've encouraged them to use it how they need to, right? Like some people need to use it for themselves and their families. Some people want to use it for their communities. Some people want to do things on a more global scale. Um, and, and we've really empowered that. And, you know, we've used our own trading revenues to do things like last Thanksgiving, we got Afghan Girl, you know, the cover of Nat Geo um, magazine and her family out of Afghanistan to Italy. We worked wow. with a nonprofit. We funded that evacuation. It was like front page, Washington Post, New York Times News. Um, we've helped to revitalize uh, coral reefs in the Bahamas with a group called Coral Vita. Um, we've we've just done, you know, we, we actually created our, when all this stuff was happening in Ukraine, when it first started, um, we created our own NFT, which was a mosaic of 25,000 of our Genesis monkeys. It looks like a earth with a heart over Ukraine. We sold it just basically to our community for like 0.1 ETH. We raised over 185 grand. And then we had our holders through our DAO vote for which nonprofit would go to. And they elected Save the Children. 100% of those proceeds went to humanitarian aid in Ukraine. So that's just like a few examples of things right. on-chain monkey has done. But, people, I, you know. People I, usually don't pay attention to that. They pay attention to bad things. So. Right. I mean, if it bleeds, it leads. But I, I think, you know, we even tried to pitch a couple like, you know, media outlets were like, look at what the crypto community is doing yep. for Ukraine. I mean, like the Unchained Fund, Ilya, uh, Near Protocol, um, you know, both of the co-founders of Bitfury, George Kavatsi and Val are um, investors in Metagood. They've done a ton of fundraising also for Ukraine. Um, just across the board, I think there's a lot of crypto companies that have done a lot for Ukraine. And uh, also, you know, when everything happened in Turkey. So I, I really think we're at this incredible point where in Web3, we can, you know, we have this global digital nation of people that subscribe to our values yep. and are diamond handed because they believe in what we're doing. And if we want to... Um, direct, we kind of call it like a magic wand. If we want to direct our magic wand to a world problem and try to solve it, we have the power and the community and the resources to do it. We can say, boom, let's get Sharbat Gula and her family out of Afghanistan. Boom, let's like give significant funding for humanitarian aid in Ukraine. And who even knows what the next thing we want to focus on, but it's it's super powerful. Like, there was never the ability to do that in Facebook. You might have like random Facebook groups or even Twitter groups. It's, it's the power of Web3 to bring communities together through a membership, through our you know, token, you know, on-chain monkey, to you know, subscribe to the same values and be able to do real world good. Snaps all around there. That was <laughs> such Sounds a great amazing, answer. Yeah. yeah, I my belief is that most people that get into decentralization get into it for these shared values. And while any time you have opportunity to make a lot of money in, uh, in new technology, you're going to attract also people that don't have the same values that come just to make the money, right? Um, but I think the majority of us, like you're seeing with your community, actually want to use this for good. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Grit Daily.